The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond IGN's number one PlayStation podcast. I am your host, Mark Medina, and I'm joined by John Davison. Hello. How you doing? Jada Griffin. Hello, everybody. And Brian Altano. Beyond. Nice. I love it. I there love we go. the energy. You know, I woke up yesterday, and I thought the, the same thing I wake up, same thought I have every time I wake up, which is, how could this day get any worse? And then they announced a Nintendo Direct, and I thought, okay, this could be cool, and it was awesome. Yeah. And then they announced a state of play, and I'm like... It better be good. And it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was yeah, pretty good. good. Yeah. 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 Pretty, uh, some, some wonderful surprises, some stuff yeah. that uh, I think we knew about already. And yep. um, some stuff I was like, please stop showing me this because I'm already sold on this game. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in. So let's let's start with that. Obviously, the, the, the big, you know, one more thing was a controller, which... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was not a Mark Medina controller, John. What about you? This... Mm, no, nah, <laughs> I'm not into the game-specific controllers so much. Same. Um, so, no, not for me. But yeah. the uh, there's a lot more of God of War than I wanted to see right now. Exactly. <laughs> Are you, so, hold on. You're all telling me you don't like the idea of, like, tribal art of two wolves kissing on your dual sense. That's controller? not what it looks like. It looks like a, it looks like a, like a company logo. Well, you know, I mean, I, I, I have that tattooed on my butt. Um, and I'm a little upset that there's a controller with it now. They didn't but, talk you know. to you about it. <laughs> Got to get those things trademarked. So every time they show God of War, I think to myself, like, I don't want to see more of this game. And I, I've never been more in that state of mind until, with this trailer. I'm totally with you. They, like, we were just, like, kind of, like, in the room being like, okay, I'm, I'm sold. Like, I cannot wait for this game. This is my most anticipated game this fall. Um, most anticipated PlayStation game of the year. Yeah. I don't need to see another second of it. The first game was incredible. I cried at the end. Yep. I, I want to do that again. Save everything. Like, I, I, I know these characters. I know this world. I know how the combat's going to mm-hmm. feel. Stop showing me all this crazy, awesome, high fantasy yep. stuff. And bosses I've never seen before. And environments. Just stop. Yeah, I was I'm, like, I'm sold. I'm in. I can't wait. I was good when they started. I was like, okay, we're seeing some gameplay and stuff. And then it was like, hey, we're going to do just a montage of spoilers at the end. And I'm like, no, like, stop showing us this stuff. What they here's, should, yeah. Here's the spoiler mark. That all happens in the first five hours of the game. Okay. Like, that's that's fine. The first five hours that's of the fine. game. That's all we get. Um, no, I think it was great. I lo- I was right there with you, though. Like the, It was great for the first bit until I got to, like, the sled part, which we've seen. Yep. And then I was like, okay, cut it there. 
And then they kept going and going and going. Who who are these like undecided voters that haven't figured (laughs) out? (laughs) The God of War is awesome. Who needed to see that mermaid to be like, okay, now I'm in? I mean, like play the play the first game. It's like it it was like just go play that, and if that doesn't convince you that you need more of it, then then you're good to go. The first game is just marketing for Ragnarok. (laughs) What's your hype level, John, on on Ragnarok? There's nothing more this year, and I I mean, having seen this, I mean, now I know there's a giant jellyfish in it. Yeah. And it, he appears to be cutting someone's hair. Sure. And, uh, I, was the like? It's been a while since I played it. I know you've been playing it recently. Mm-hmm. Was the the two of them teaming up on attacks in the original game or not? Yeah. Yes. Yep. That yep. was yep. in there. Yep. Right? Absolutely. Yep. Because yep. that look, when he did the thing, and then when he threw the guy out of what looked like a window of something it's, that was mm-hmm. flying or whatever, that kind of looked like it was it's, new. Yeah. It no, feels that's... like it's going to be a lot more like empowered in this game. There's yeah. going to be a lot more instances of, instances of it. I feel like it was very more limited to Atreus with just a few arrows, and you would, like would command. And sometimes oh, he would right. he yeah. would, yeah. could mm-hmm. grab people from behind. Whereas this, it looks like like them passing moves back and forwards to each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. The little the little double dragon team tag action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the first God of War felt like a prototype for what the Guardians of the Galaxy game ended up being. But then the mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy game was like a little too much because you're controlling everybody. And it looks I'm actually kind of excited to just come back and just be like telling my son what yeah. to do. <laughs> we we saw some uh, what I believe are Valkyrie fights in this game. Mm-hmm. They look amazing. Yeah, they, like uh, the giant boss. <laughs> and some all these cool monsters i want to find the monsters as a monsters are a nice surprise in yep. video games for me mm-hmm. i'm a giant horror fan i like to turn a corner see a wretched beast and then kick the crap out of it so that's, I, that scene that was just there where he like strangles the guy with his own tongue and then throws him out of the window yeah that, that, actually after we just said that you know it was spoiling it for us we're showing it again yep, yep. Well, I mean, <laughs> hey we got a show to do <laughs> I, mean, I think the big thing for me that was the most exciting for me was when he grapples and goes straight into a combo yeah like yeah. that is so cool because like there's so many times in these action games where it's like okay you can traverse and then land and start your combo, or you just you know you just a combo you like you don't usually get to blend those two as fluidly as it looks no there. totally and can we pour one out for that blood smoke monster that was born with like a weak spot rune on its head sure like it's just they're, they're always born with a weak spot i love this part too oh, when atreus unlocks his fire arrow yep. uh ocarina of t- this, is Hylia, this is this is lake hyla this is where they're at this no. is I lo- like he turned it from day to night during yeah that. like it's incredibly cool um yeah like uh, again completely 100 million percent in on this game it looks stunning the more we see of it the more i love the like vibrant color high fantasy almost like vintage heavy metal uh Mm -hmm. style look they're giving to it and not like the music genre like the old (laughs) old comic book uh animation stuff I love that. Like, I feel like the, the the recent Thor movies dipped into that a little bit, and they're doing it here. But it's also gritty as hell, and I almost said grounded. I don't want to know if you want to call a game like this grounded, but what I loved about Kratos completely in the last realistic. One, yeah, <laughs> this all happened. Um, was just how heavy the combat felt, and mm-hmm. I'm excited to bring that back. Yeah, yeah they, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to say. It's like. I know that, like, when it comes to marketing, they have to show this game, right? Like, not you know, not everyone's as in tuned in as we are, as like mm-hmm. always just being like, we're good. You know, somebody's got their PS5 and they're looking for their big fall game, right. and they're like, cool, God of War. But like, part of me is like, it's always like the downside of like having to cover these shows. Well, is like, I don't want to watch these. We did very the show privileged. a couple months ago, as <laughs> after the uh, state of play, and we talked about how what what we kind of predicted for around this this mm-hmm. this month right now this era specifically was that we would get like a god of war focused state of play right and we didn't yeah we just got god of war as a treat at the end of a state of play that we were going to watch anyway and they just spoiled a bunch of stuff for us well so, so that's so the, okay. it's okay 
The biggest question is, is okay, so for one is we got a state of play halfway through September. Do, do we still, are, is this the showcase? Are we not getting a showcase? Or do you guys also, do you think, I feel like that state of play for God of War is still coming. You think so? I do I, I, think I don't, so. I don't think, I think this is it. It, yeah. it would be, it would be. I don't know. It's like they did one for Horizon. They did one for Ghost of Tsushima. It seems like that's just kind of their trend. So I would love for this to be it, but the game still has. I don't think we're going to get a God of War. We might get a here's a you know some teases of things that are coming next year. There's a lot getting Mm -hmm. slammed into Q1 next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think there might be here's what's next. What I think is interesting about this one is we're finally getting to a point where. Just about every game in that in that presentation actually looked like what we thought next gen games were going to look right, like. Right, right, right. Like God of War, so much more impressive than everything else. But mm-hmm. now it's starting to deliver on the promise that like we. I feel like we've been waiting two years to mm-hmm. really see what the PS5 can do, and yeah. like now we're getting more than a glimpse of it. And can we can we pour one out for the base PS4s that have to run that game? I know that's, that's going to hurt. Thinking, that's like, gonna hurt. The oh game looks awesome, yeah. and it's still a. Your PS4 Slim is going to be able to play that game. I know that that <laughs> console is like 14 years old at this point. It's just going to be like, it's going to be. It, oh man, it's going to be chugging. But speaking of games that like I don't know, I thought looked really really awesome. Rise of the Ronin. I yeah. Team yeah. Ninja. I was like. I, I, I'm sitting here watching the trailer and I'm thinking, don't compare it to Ghost of Tsushima. Don't compare it to Ghost of Tsushima. And then they just made it look very so, Ghost of Tsushima-like. Put yourself in <laughs> Team Ninja's position, right? Yeah. They basically invented the rock-hard kind of like 3D combat game. Yeah. yeah. And they invent, and they practically invented the genre of like badass um, like Asian heroes. And it got stolen away from them by right. all these other games. This, to me, this feels like them reclaiming their territory. Well, yeah. and that's that's kind of my thing. Is like this game is going to be like it looks really really cool. It looks very pretty. The combat looks really fun. I I I hate that games sometimes have to live in the shadow of other games, but. I don't know. I'm sold. I think it looks really cool. There was something about the combat in this game that like immediately struck me as just incredibly cool. The the camera pulling back behind the player, like John was saying, like this mm-hmm. is this is a studio that's been they've they've mastered this craft before anybody else even attempted it. Plus, there's some like really interesting stuff going on in terms of traversal. You got that glider. There was an American flag at the beginning of this, kind of like tucked down an alley, mm-hmm. and so I wonder if. Like you're going to get into some sort of like kind of feudal, like like us versus them type thing, mm-hmm. um, where you know them is the U.S. basically, yeah, and you're reclaiming areas and environments and streets and stuff like that. But yeah, the combat looks awesome. This is a PlayStation Five exclusive, so console exclusive, console exclusive. Yeah, that's right. Jada, what about you? Yeah, it, no, look it like, looks, looks like a Jada game. It definitely is a Jada <laughs> game. The over-the-top action that looks like it's going to be very like twitch reflexes for those combos and counters. The the little flying kunai throw, like kunai on a chain throw and mm-hmm. whip into somebody from that bridge in that scene. Like that, yeah, this this game is definitely up there on my list for whenever we're going to get it next year. I think they said 2023, <laughs> or did they just show it? I don't remember. Everything if they, think they showed said 2023, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. God of War, obviously. Except for God of yeah. War. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this one's definitely up there on my list. I was a huge Ghost of Tsushima fan. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about the, I think we talked about the Platinum Trophy sure. right, for it last last week on Beyond. And so, like, this one's just, it's just ready to be added to the collection when it drops. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Jada games. Yes. I'm not going to give you Tekken yet. Okay. I know you want it, <laughs> but that's not it. what we're getting. All right. Let's talk about Like a Dragon, Ishin, mm-hmm. which is, you know, 
all your favorite Yakuza characters you know and love, just in feudal Japan. <laughs> Great. Yeah, sure. Awesome. Time traveling Yakuza's? I love it. Like, let's, let's do it. Like, just. Like, what? What are your thoughts on, like, what is this? I, I am so, like, out of the Yakuza loop. Well, conceptually, this feels like the way, like, they treat uh, Mario characters, where they're like, it's a stage play, and they can <laughs> mm -hmm. show up wherever yeah. they want, mm -hmm. you know? No like, rules. So I, I like that, like, just taking characters and themes uh, and even story beats that you recognize from Yakuza games and, and dropping them in a completely different era is super creative. Like, I actually, I mean, this is a series that there's been, what, seven, eight of them now, spinoffs and stuff like that, and then you get the Judgment games. Like, I'm, I'm totally cool with this studio going, hey, let's, let's do something completely different. Like, especially if it's just the same four streets as every yeah. Yakuza yep. game. I mean, when I heard they were, they were doing another, I thought they were going to lean into the humor again, right. like, like a dragon, but it's pretty clear that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is hyper-violent, which is fun as hell. I mean, and I think it's really important for these studios to be able to stretch their legs and do different things like this so that their games don't become stale over time. We've seen that with other franchises where they're forced to release the same game time after time, sequel after sequel, and we get tired of them. Yeah. I'm sure they get tired of looking at the same assets and building up mm -hmm. on, just building upon the same thing. They're like, let's do something completely new, and this is what it is. So this is their chance to do that. So I'm excited to see what they do with this. I feel like Sega's got the hang of how to talk about this as well. Remember when the original Yakuza came out? Right. They were, they were trying to position it against Grand Theft Auto as much as anything else. Right? And it was kind of like, so this is our edgy gang thing, and it's a bit like a role-playing game, but it's kind of yeah. like GTA. And now they've been like, no, we know exactly what it is. Yeah. Like, it's, and we can do whatever we want with it. Now they're like, it's sexy River City Ransom. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, the first game they showed, something John called immediately, was Tekken. But we're not going to talk about that yet. We're going to talk about the game that... The, so we have those games, Deathloop and Forspoken, that they just seem like they show up at everything. Right. And uh, that's becoming Hogwarts Legacy. Right. <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy, for better or worse, just won't go away. But we got a spooky trailer and a PlayStation exclusive quest. Cold. Um... Did you write hogs, what it's called? Hogs Hogsmeade something? Something. Haunted they showed it for like a second. Haunted like, Hogsmeade okay. or something? Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that was it. Uh, who's, who's, who's excited for Hogwarts Legacy? I've, I've, never, someone, been right? I've never been in a Hogwarts. Every time yeah. we post anything about this game, it goes nuts. Yeah. And like when, when we did the, uh, we put all of the house, you know, the, the, the houses, um, common rooms up on mm -hmm. social media last week mm -hmm. and all of them got a gajillion views mm -hmm. people are super excited about yes this. Part, part of me wants to play it just for the hype but like i read the first four books and like that was i think i saw the first movie and the fifth movie so you know it is what it is yeah okay let's talk about tekken yeah started with tekken, tekken. the second it started john was like is this tekken Je it it, I don't tekken. even think it was a, it was it a was, quarter of a yes. second. John was <laughs> so, like, "Tekken." It was the it was the G on the thing for the G Corporation <laughs> that made me think. However, I, I will admit that we we'd sort of heard that 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 Namco Bandai was going to show something big at this event right. with no hint of what it was, and it was sort of like, "Well, it's probably Tekken then, right?" Mm -hmm. So on the car ride over here, I did. Spent some time reminding myself. You looked up spoilers. Well, no, I looked up. I play. I mean, I've played all of the Tekkens uh, yeah. over the years and have absolutely no memory of what the story actually is. Right. Because it gets a little complicated. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. there's people with very similar names, uh, with like the devil thing in them, and then there's the whole ogre thing, and then <laughs> it gets into genetics and warring corporations, and Hihashi's dead, and then he isn't, and then he is again, and then and this is like basically father and son beating the crap out of each other. Um, 
This is the most accurate retelling of Tekken lore <laughs> that I have Honestly, ever heard. I, I zoned out. I thought he was talking about Game of Thrones, House yeah. of Dragon, because it also so applies it, to that. You know, yeah. It's basically three generations of one family who decide that the ownership of this huge multinational conglomerate that they've created is probably best managed by setting up a tournament where people beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. That's the yeah. best way to decide who the CEO of your company should be. Yeah. Um, trial by combat. John, does, uh, combat. Is, does, does IGN have plans for? I think in, you know when this? it's time for me to move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think what we should do for the, for the you know <laughs> you know whoever's gonna gonna be publisher next. Um, I think you should fight for it. That's actually how John got here. He fought me. I had to kill the yeah. yeah. He, 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 he you kicked, kicked my butt. <laughs> and now Jada, you you mentioned that like fighting game fans are eating good right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, you know, Guilty Gear just released a new season, uh, announced a new season with new characters. We got Street Fighter Six on the way, and now Tekken Eight we know is on the way. There's probably two other fighting games that I'm missing right now. It's been a minute head. since we've yeah. heard from NetherRealm. They're probably... So yeah, what we need now, like, I mean, we we had Sony buying Evo last year, yep. and we were mm-hmm. all kind of like, what are they going to do with it? And I think what it seems clear that they're doing is they're making PlayStation the fighting game platform, yeah. right? I mean, I think mm-hmm. other than Smash Brothers, the whole Evo scene is now very, very focused on PlayStation. Right. Yep. Um, and like you said, all we need now is NetherRealm to say, hey, we're doing another Mortal Kombat and like mm-hmm. every big game is, mm-hmm. is, is Or Injustice. Way. Injustice 3 is yeah. also also on the docket, you know, and that's a very big, very popular one for NetherRealms. So. Yeah. Well, we have tons more state of play to talk about when we come back john's going to give us that full history of tekken starting from the first game uh but yeah we have lots more state of play to talk about so we're going to go to a quick break but we'll be right back this episode of podcast beyond is brought to you by nordvpn a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine. 
erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome back to the post-show for the State of Play. We weren't sure if we were going to get multiple segments out of the State of Play, but there was there was a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's kick it over to PSVR 2. We saw a game called Demio and Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge, which is already exists for for the meta quest mm-hmm. uh but let's start with star wars what do yeah. you think i mean this is this is a game that like you just said it's on it's on quest 2 already um it's sort of like a i don't want to call it just like a big advertisement for their theme park right it's sort of <laughs> tied in there but it's deeper than that uh but here i think they said it's like an enhanced version yeah. um and it definitely definitely looks better like we're we're getting to the point now where there's a running theme with psvr2 stuff and that it, it looks very very good like well i mean you're seeing like volumetric lighting you're mm-hmm. seeing particles in the air, things that we don't normally see in VR games. Right. Which we started to get a glimpse of just how powerful the PSVR 2 actually is. Like some of the some of the gameplay looks kind of like we expect from a VR game. Right. But then there are these moments where I think when it's not doing these shooty sections, I think when it's more the environmental and the conversational stuff, it's bringing these... I mean, look, um, C-3PO, there's like, you know, like it looks like ray tracing on him. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, there's effects that we're not used to seeing in VR games. Right. Um, I was actually really surprised how much better than the Quest version this looks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. And the thing with PSVR is like, PSVR 2, is it looks great right you're gonna see some awesome looking vr games but like a big plus is that it's got haptic feeling in the headset which Mm -hmm. you can just kind of like look at this trailer and know where those are kind of kind of hit you're gonna feel like weird vibrations and stuff like that and it's also using the adaptive trigger technology that's in the dual sense um so yeah jada what about like PSVR? Yeah, I mean, I've been i've been a proponent for psvr for a while um i don't know if this one's gonna be one for me personally, I like Star Wars, but I don't know if I want to dive back into this game just for an upgraded version. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm more looking for that new experience that PSVR 2 is going to bring to us. So um, it looks great. And I think a lot of Star Wars fans are going to be happy with this one. But I don't know if this one's for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm a giant Star Wars fan. So this I love shooting Minox no matter where I can do it. So I'm, I'm into this no matter what. But um, I think this is more to like kind of build out the library between mm-hmm. the first party stuff. What's interesting, though, is that like we keep seeing PSVR 2 games and there's still all those questions around the system itself. We don't know. No release date no. we don't know price we don't know backwards compatibility like all of those are going to be very very important to uh s- how, how quickly early adopters want to jump into it if it's like i mean they just raised the price on on ps5 so what right. i mean what are we predicting 550 dollars for psvr2 <laughs> We, we've like, had a, like a, a long running tally. I think PSVR launched at 250 or I think it was 299. Yeah, yeah, okay. And you know, that was that was pretty expensive and you think that this thing I was like, okay, it has to be like 400. And mm-hmm. then it's like the more they show I'm like it's probably going to be 500. Yeah. Well, and it's probably going to be impossible to find. The Quest <laughs> just went up 100 bucks as well. That's so right. the technology is getting more expensive just because of of, you know, what's happening with the components. Mm-hmm. Um I think for me, it's going to be about how it feels when you're wearing it. Like my big objection was 
they it was all those cables coming out the back into a yep. box that then didn't sit very well mm -hmm. next to you. Like right. none of it sat in a comfortable way. You, and move, I think, an, you mm -hmm. move an inch and that box yeah. would go flying. <laughs> and you know, I mean, like the you know the other devices were not great. The original Oculus setup wasn't great, and then uh, the Vive was a real pain in the ass because you mm -hmm. had to have the the cameras around. So mm -hmm. you know, I think we've moved a long way away from that. But what I'm hoping is that it's like you know one thin cord coming out of the yeah. thing at yep. most because if it's another like big batch of cables no 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 we no, know for sure it's already only, announced yeah, yeah there's yeah, only one snake this time yeah. not like 16 yeah. snakes like the ones before we don't know if like you can plug it into your pc and use it as like pc yep. vr though um but you mentioned like actually wearing it and feeling it and you were talking about like the dual sense and haptic features and stuff like that mm -hmm. that's going to be such a big selling point and it's going to be one of those ones you won't really know is great until you try it yourself. Like VR always had that kind of uphill battle. I feel like now there's more people have more people have tried VR. It's more of a sort of like understand understood quantifiable thing for people. It's less like I have to go to Best Buy and try this thing on mm -hmm. and put this hat on during a pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> get this all the thing germs touched other people's faces. Yeah, all day try that. Yep. So, but this like once you start playing a game. And you feel the controllers and you feel like, the, and there's 3D sound and stuff like that. I think that's going to be like one of those things where you go, oh man, I got to buy this. Damn it. It's like when you play a game, the game's goal is to always kind of like get you immersed, right? But at the end of the day, you're, you have a controller in your hand and you're, you know, looking at a TV, right? right. If, you, if you do a headset, that gives you a little bit more immersion. But like VR, the whole point is immersion, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So everything that they can do to kind of like, make you forget about the real world and make you feel like you're in a video game. I'm super, super down for that. Um, we got a few more kind of cool looking games. Uh, Stellar Blade, which was originally Project Eve, kind of looked like a little like mech, dark soulsy kind of mm -hmm. looking game. Jade, what'd you think? Yeah, I loved it. Very action centric, very kind of DMC fast paced. This, I feel like I'm repeating myself with a lot of games that are coming <laughs> that we got to see today. <laughs> um, but I really like the look of this one. I think it's it showed itself off very well. Um, I think we got a look at Project Eve in a state of play or a showcase in the past. Um, so I'm very excited to see that this one got an update and it's still continuing and looking great and even better than it did the first time because the first time i know it fell a little flat i love when a game is like i love when you know we saw with project octopath where it's like this is our code name and then they're like okay this is the actual name yeah this mm -hmm. one's like wildly different but brian you're a I, dark souls I, fan yeah i actually got i got a little a little annoyed at the beginning when they showed this first person view of the inside of a ship because i was mm -hmm. like I, get me let me out of the ship and let me stab people <laughs> like, i don't i don't want to i don't want to fly around and look inside of the cockpit all the time um yeah. but in terms of like souls games that are, are or souls likes that are like out now or coming out soon we just got steel rising and we're getting uh liza p and both of those are like kind of steampunk ish mm -hmm. or very steampunk ish or steampunk adjacent and this is more used future dystopian robot stuff torn apart i'm way more into that rather mm -hmm. than like you know creepy clocks come to life and talk yes. like no disrespect to the art styles in those games they still rising really is cool. like mannequins came up you yeah. don't need yeah. nightmares from when you go to visit your grandparents right <laughs> not i mean outside of the regular ones you get for for doing that but yeah i love the monsters in this game i love the combat looks super fun looks tough as hell i love i love like getting my butt kicked in video games coming back and and killing the creature that killed me so it's also like look at the just how dynamic the character moves here, like the backflips and stuff like that. It's oh, and just the environment. I mean, yeah. like, this is another one where it's like, okay, this this feels, you know, like a next-gen game. There's a mm -hmm. lot going on to kind of set the tone, and there's a lot of, you know, debris and particles and the cool lighting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's... Uh, 
and it's got a look, right? It yeah. kind of mm-hmm. like it, it sets it itself feels, apart. Yeah, it feels very consistent with itself, you mm-hmm. know? Like I think are a you, lot of games are very derivative right now. They're all trying to do the from software thing right. or they're trying yeah. to do it. and this feels like it's like okay, we have a we have a vibe that we're going for. Um and I love the the creepy old cyborg guy. I know. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, the Surge, those games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brought in sort of like the mech stuff a little bit and a little bit of the used future stuff. But it, it obviously was like a slower paced kind of um, heavier games. Mm-hmm. And this just looks like you're, you're doing backflips and stabbing people. And like, I'm into it. <laughs> and then finally, what about Pacific Drive? I was trying to get a grasp on like what that is. It's, it's like the studios. It's Ironwood. I believe it's our first game. Yeah, yeah, uh, the game. Um, we thought it was like a Ghostbusters. We game. Got, we all had wildly different ideas. I think John said it was. Oh, you like, thought it hey, like no I thought maybe this is what the the No Man's Sky team are doing next. It's like yeah. a sort of more down to earth looking thing. Um, I do love that like uh, guessing game meta game yeah. to every yeah. uh, mm-hmm. showcase, state of play, Nintendo Direct, all those fun things. You're sitting there like, is this Ghostbusters? No, yeah. this is a uh, <laughs> laser shoot, Larry. Is and this, this, and like, this game has, <laughs> it has like an odd look because part of it's yeah. beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. But then some of it is like. Look at the look at the way that car looks, and it's sort of almost kind of a low poly kind yeah. of like, but with like a very high res texture over it. Mm-hmm. There's like a distinct look, like it, it to me. I, you know what was going through my head was, are they doing like a Kentucky Route Zero, but like right. mm-hmm. super high fidelity, yeah. or like what is this? Oh, because you See, even called out. You I, thought I thought it was like a Quantic Dream yeah, like exactly. type game, like a Next Beyond Two Souls, something mm-hmm. along those lines. Like it gave me those vibes right off the bat. So I'm I'm intrigued to see what this ends up being because like. I, I have, we actually have no clue. Yeah. I also like that the janky old station wagon has kind of like pseudo kit stuff <laughs> I inside know. of it. The, yeah, the, the station wagon like grows parts or uh, gains them somehow. But yeah, John, I was with you. I was like, this feels like a little fire watchy for a minute yeah. there. Like yeah. how yeah. it just felt like, you know, it looked like Wreck-It Ralph's hands or whatever for a second. <laughs> and then it just starts building up. But even like the, like a, the gunk effects and stuff on the dashboard, it's kind of cartoony. Like yeah. I'm really into this art style. It took me a minute to kind of figure out what it was i still don't like i mean my guess right now is this this is a no pun intended narrative driven first person (laughs) car game (laughs) where you you drive across you know along the pacific (laughs) narratively (laughs) Uh, yeah this is me like uh, moby dick is about a dick named moby no um yeah you're just driving your car and like crazy stuff happens and like i don't know that could be really cool it doesn't seem like there's a racing component or a multiplayer component it just seems like there's a start and end here I do love that like Firewatch comparison because that game it did like it was kind of had that like Wreck It Ralph kind of but it's yeah. also like mm-hmm. insanely serious. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. I I I do want more of those for sure. I like the Ironwood logo too. It reminds me of like Waylon Yutani from uh, Alien. Let's talk about what wasn't there because mm. that's always you know there's always. We always have our hopes and dreams. Everybody shoots for the sky, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then it doesn't happen. Right? Um, Can I know, start? Not what's that? Can I start? Oh, please! Yeah, thoughts. I mean, I've got chat open, and I've been looking at chat, and everybody's screaming for Spider Man. Spider Man sure. Two is what right. everybody is was hoping was going to get shown today. We knew it was only it was going to be mostly Japanese partners, is mm-hmm. what they said on their website for it. So I didn't have my hopes up for that one. Mm-hmm. But obviously, chat is hungry for Spider Man, so I just yeah. definitely wanted to make sure I, I acknowledge everybody in the chat. I see you guys out there, whether you guys are. <laughs> enjoying this our podcast or not you're here so just you know 
enjoy it. Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to uh, the uh, Spider-Man on Steam Deck right now. Oof, glorious. It's so, it's what so mods good. do you have? Are you running? I'm not running any mods. <laughs> no? No, I don't want to be, I don't Kermit the be frog? Better Call Saul. No disrespect to the modders out there. I just want I just want regular-ass Spider-Man with his cool animated costume. Um, I wanted, I know, like, again, not a Japanese company, but I wanted something from Sucker Punch at some mm. point. I want to know what they're working on next. I want to see their, like, definitive next-gen game, whatever they're doing after Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. We haven't seen that yet. Yeah. I, I'm going to just piggyback off of Jada's, you know, Wolverine. We yeah. Wolverine is such a mystery right now. We've only gotten, like, a minute-long kind of teaser. We don't know anything about what that game looks like, how far in development it is. Uh, that was something I was really, Derek. really hoping to see. I knew I, I, I'm, I'm very good at keeping my expectations in check, and they, and they're very good at being like, "This is what you're going to see." Mark, you know? we have, there are three games right now that are uh, teaser trailer pan and scans of like either a desk or like a bar yeah. that we've just picked apart for Easter eggs. It's Amy Henning's game, it's yeah. uh, Wolverine, and the Indiana Jones game, and yeah. I think right. it's like the new way of like just be like, "Here's a messy desk. You guys sort it out. Yeah. Look over that for a few years." I'm like, "Show me Wolverine." <laughs> John, what about so, you? I I mean, outside of the fact that we knew it was going to be primarily Japanese, I mm. thought if this is the last one of this year, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought we might get a... There are a number of things that are sort of happening in the background around Sony properties, right? Like we know that the Twisted Metal TV show just finished filming and it's yeah. coming out next year. I was hoping maybe an acknowledgement that we're bringing this franchise back in some way. Right. The one that I kind of... And it's weird because I didn't particularly love it at the time. But I like I have a fondness for it in hindsight, and that's siphon filter because I feel mm. like there's a massive gap for that kind of stealthy spy. Right. Like we haven't had a Splinter Cell in God knows how long. We haven't had a Metal Gear in God knows how long. Like siphon filter was Sony's attempt at that. They did some. They did actually some really interesting games on the PSP and the Vita as well with yep. that franchise. And then it just ended. Like right. PS, it was PS3, right? It was yeah. Like, and then they just haven't touched it since. And. It feels like a franchise that is a type of game that the order, even if they just said, mm-hmm. "Hey, we're rebooting this franchise," and it was a logo, or it was a, I don't that's know, all what, it takes a desk pad, yeah, okay. and, like, you know, like, <laughs> and we know that Days Gone Two isn't happening, so yeah. you do have this like first party studio that it's like, okay, you used to make Siphon Filter, we want more Siphon Filter, and yeah. we know that you're not working on Days Gone Two. You know, mm-hmm. lastly, I'll say Team Asobi. I, you know, yep. that kind of fits mm-hmm. in with what they were, you know, the, the theme of this showcase. Uh, we have no idea what they're working on. They said it's a, it's a big game. Yeah. It's Astro's Playhouse. Yeah. They'll yeah. be, they'll be, they'll be there day one on the PSVR 2 launch. Yeah. That's, I guarantee. hope so. Cause yeah. that, that's like a, Astro's Playroom is so good. Yeah. No, they're, they're there to show off all the new toys and bells and whistles with, yeah. with new hardware. And I love them for that. Well, the state of play was not the only big showcase we got over the weekend. We got the Ubisoft forward. So we're done with the state of play. I don't want to hear another word about it. All right. We're moving to Ubisoft after the break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Swerved on them. <laughs> welcome back to Podcast Beyond. Did I say welcome? I don't know what I said. No, you know <laughs> Podcast Beyond, we're back, and we're talking about the Ubisoft forward. That is what the show is called. Thank you. <laughs> um... It happened on Saturday, yep. and it was Assassin's Creed-centric. 
Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Was. There was there was an like an hour of of, of Ubisoft being yep. like, here's our portfolio and all of our stuff, and then it was just like, here's Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it it kind of became they 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 went from their normal stage to this like other room, and it mm-hmm. it was kind of a conference within a conference itself, which kind of like paints this picture that Ubisoft is all in on Assassin's Creed right now. Yeah. You know, they own a lot of really big properties, Watch Dogs and Ghost Recon and Far Cry, Far Cry. But it's like you could tell Assassin's creed is their bread and butter mm-hmm. <laughs> so much so that they announced four games a dlc five games five games four what, what so was the, the, fifth game? The, the fifth one is a netflix exclusive tie-in to mm-hmm. their live action show that doesn't have a title or really anything about it but i, I have a feeling it's going to be like some game loft style 2d platformer so, <laughs> oh yeah you yeah. can put that in your back pocket you'll play it with your roku remote in 2026 don't worry about it right now hey if they take it back to like side scrolling prince of persia days sure I'm, I'm down for that yeah. yeah yeah well let's start with the only one that's coming this year mm-hmm. which is the assassin's creed valhalla final dlc it's called the last chapter and it's basically closing out Eivor's story. And during the break, I was desperate. I was like, who's our Valhalla guy? It's me. Sean. It's me. Right. <laughs> so Valhalla sort of by accident became my comfort game. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, you know, a lot of what Ubisoft was talking about was making Assassin's Creed a platform. And I feel like Valhalla was actually the, yeah. the tryout for that in that, you know, it, it, did, it, it did its sort of mainline Assassin's Creed sort of like leveling up in a in a particular environment and then it had the futuristic stuff and then it had the the sort of present day links to it and then it also started it went off in this sort of wild tangent with the um with the the viking god stuff when mm-hmm. you've got a, you know the sort of asgardian part of it as well which they've blown out in dlc as well so mm-hmm. i've put about 120 ish hours Ooh, into wow. Valhalla nice work because when I can't think of what to play, I'll put it on, and I'm at the point now where I'm so badass that I'm like, I'm like, I'm like nothing's that hard, right? You know, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's like, oh, I'll do a raid, and I'll go and get some stuff, and I'll go, and I still don't have all of this armor set. So, because it, some of the, the the environmental puzzles are, you know, you've got to work out how to get into this tomb which has underwater, but and it reminds me of how you had to think about. Tomb Raider when it was still a puzzle game. Back PS1. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, I, I know this thing is over there and it's behind a locked door. There's got to be a way in there. And it's not just pulling, it's like finding the right route or mm-hmm. draining water out of something. And I kind of, I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. It's almost sort of like passive for me. So I'm actually <laughs> a little sad that they're ending it because right. it feels like much like, so the last one I really had this strong feelings about was Black Flag, oh. where you get so attached to the characters and their, you know, their personality and their, what their reactions are to things that you kind of, you just want it to keep going. Right. Um, or somebody that's just kind of always been there for you for the last two years. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, they've told, and there's a love story in there and there's like the whole thing with his brother and like there are, there are a lot of kind of like fairly deep storylines that it allows you to kind of dip in and out of in mm-hmm. a way that the other Assassin's Creed didn't do. Like, um, Assassin's Creed 2 did a pretty good job of getting mm-hmm. you attached to, that was Ezio, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. That one, so that one and Black Flag and this one are the ones that have really kind of spoken to me. So mm-hmm. I, honestly, the fact that it, like I said, the, la- the fact that it's the last one, I'm kind of sad. Sure. I know not everyone loves this game, and I think Assassin's Creed in general gets beaten up for, hey, it's a map with 70 million things in it. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I like about it. Sometimes you need that. <laughs> yeah. John, the good news is um, that 
Not it's not the last Assassin's Creed game. I know, they, isn't that awesome? They've, they've renewed the license. <laughs> they, they're going to keep it going for at least one more year. Yeah, um, yeah. So not only was Valhalla the last chapter, the only one that's coming this year, it's also the only one we actually got to see footage of. I guess mm-hmm. you could say. So the the big standout was Assassin's Creed Mirage, right? Which we got to see a like ten minute live action trailer, which was awesome. The trailer was awesome, or, you know, the little, like, cinematic they put together didn't really tell us much about the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't get to see the game at all. We just know it exists, and it looks cool. But we do have some details. It's set in Baghdad, 20 years before the events of uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So it's, I don't it's, know why it's that cool. detail is relevant, because <laughs> I know. of the way Assassin's Creed time hops. I know. Well, that and, like, <laughs> it takes place in Baghdad. Like, it completely separate areas. So it's kind of weird that they're like, this is 20 years before Valhalla. And you're like, okay. I wonder yeah. if that is a for is show. It, is it 20? That's what I was say. Maybe they're going to show, the main character here is going to show up at the end of the Valhalla last chapter DLC. Or is, is was, so. The, Could be, the, actually. The, the, the hook here is it's basically a reimagining of Assassin's Creed 1, right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a return to like the actual assassin stuff yeah for assassin's was creed, assassin's creed? I should, stealth I should, parkour and assassination yes. i should have looked this up but is it 20 years since assassin's creed 1 came out it must be close to that right i Maybe think it's 15. 15 okay yeah. yeah oh that's right yeah there, there yeah. was, the, it was the, like the, 2005 2006 so yeah i mean it could be that we're okay. go, where they're going back in order to show that the characters cross over in some way i think that would be relevant mm-hmm. but i think what's interesting is that they're they're leaning into the parkour and the assassination like one thing yeah. valhalla did not really do there was assassination goals Mm -hmm. but like i said you get to the point where you're so badass that you know some dude in black armor shows up on a horse and you're like all right come at me and then a couple of swings and you've taken his head off yeah you're gonna sneak up on him (laughs) whereas what the original was great at was that you know you were sneaking over rooftops and finding out how to get a drop on them and it was all about that one hit kill or Mm -hmm. i loved in, in in the earlier ones where Remember when you could sneak up behind and you could do both blades two yeah, people at yep. once? Yep. I've awesome. kind of walked away from that stuff. I loved all the stuff where like you'd you'd creep around a whole castle and you'd jump off the roof and you'd kill some corrupt pope and then you'd hold him in your hands yeah. Yeah. and everything would get dark and he'd be like, Oh, why did you kill me? That sucks so bad. Well, that's, that's, do it. That's, that's still like in Valhalla. Yeah, like, they, yeah, they've yeah. kept that tradition. But it's but not just, sneaky. No. I think, no. right. like, I think the I, rush for me when those the originals was after getting that kill was the getting music, out yeah. the music and the then music getting out yeah. mm-hmm. they, they've yeah. yet like, to replicate that feeling I, I feel like like I love Assassin's Creed but that you kill him you do your little bit of a talk you get your feather you get the blood and then it's like no no you know and then you're just like yeah. running because the entire town's after you 50 guys after you mm-hmm. right <laughs> well it sort of reminds me about how like the, the Resident Evil timeline split into like a, you know first person shooters and action games and stuff like that and then the third person stuff and like we're yeah. getting Resident Evil 4 we got Resident Evil 2 and 3 remake but we also got Resident Evil Village. So, like, mm-hmm. it's almost like all of those fans are kind of satiated at the same time. Obviously, the people who still want tank controls and fixed camera angles, we, we left you behind in the sorry. 90s. I'm sorry. No offense. I, I miss those days, too. But um, <laughs> where this is going now, I think it's really smart because they're making they're making this, which services fans of, like, the old-school Assassin's Creed games. But then they're also doing, like, the follow-up to Valhalla, which is Assassin's Creed Red, I believe. Is Red or... Jade, the Jade. Red. Jade. Red. Well, wait, no, 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 Jade. None of those have anything to do with Valhalla. Well, what, no, I mean, in terms of like being a big open world game. Right. Well, the well, feudal so Japan that's, one that's is, the kind of feudal like Japan is red. mystery. Yes. Is, yeah. yeah, we we go into that. I, I, I know exactly what you're saying, though. When Origins came out, Assassin's Creed, tra- you know, transitioned from, you know, Assassin's Creed 1 through Syndicate. It became 
a Witcher game, essentially. Right, yeah. They became mm-hmm. Witcher-like, say, RPG and, you know, huge open-world things where Mirage seems to be taking that back. But mm-hmm. then we got Assassin's Creed Infinity, which we're not exactly sure what so it is. Like they, they talked about this, what, two, three years ago? They yeah. made it sound like... Hey, you know, we've been doing all this thing and they have the, uh, what's the thing? Animus, whatever. Yes. Yep. Yes, the, at the center of it all. The original pitch for it, they ma- it made it sound to me like, okay, we're building the Animus and you're going to be able to launch all of these like old heroes out of it. And it's this central clearinghouse. Now it sounds like Battle.net for Assassin's Creed where it's, right. it's a launcher. Right. I think. Yeah. 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 But they also, there was a quote, the other, they, they spilled out a couple of quotes the other day after their, their uh, whole thing. First of all, this is Assassin's Creed Hex, the yeah. the Salem Witch Trials one. And I mean, on, honestly, I've never been that excited for a logo, but this looks awesome. It's so, like, I, I mean, I, I'm a huge horror fan. So taking that and putting it in Assassin's Creed, very, very cool. But they, they said something about sort of like taking the Animus stuff and the Desmond stuff from here on out and kind of putting it in the margins and putting it outside of the mainline game. So you maybe mm-hmm. won't be bogged down with like him walking around Facebook, looking for a computer to sit down and <laughs> mm-hmm. talk to his uncle's but, I mean, memories or whatever. Barely touched. That. I know there yeah. was like, you go to the little like wobbly flickery things yep. and then you turn into the girl in the future. And then she jumps up the, the lighted staircase. Yeah. And gets yeah. The thing. yeah. And that was literally it. And then there's the scene in America and that's it. Yeah. 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 So yeah, they said, they said they were going to like take that stuff and I think put it, to, I think that stuff's going to be in, their hub their launcher yes yeah, right um but they also mentioned they want to make more like shorter more focused games mm-hmm. I, like sorry for you john but like ne- the next one might not be 140 oh, that's hours really yeah I, I think mirage is going to be a little smaller but then as you mentioned assassin's creed red kinda, codename red takes place in feudal japan this is going to be more this what, well this you know, is yeah. what people have been asking for for years yeah. now, right mm-hmm. which is to take it here but you know it, the fact that they're taking all the lore out that way reminds me of um, what Bungie did with Destiny, right? Where mm-hmm. in in the original Destiny, they were like, "Yeah, yeah, all the lore is like written on the back of these things," and like, "We're right. not really going to bother you." With well, you it. would get you would get like <laughs> a card that you then had to go to the website yeah. for, yeah. To like, read if you the really lore. care that much, <laughs> you can go look over here. And I think, but what's interesting is that the audience didn't seem to like that. Mm-hmm. So it's odd that right. Ubi is like kind of going back to that and being like, yeah, we're not going to go up your game with all this. I, I think stuff. with the Desmond stuff, it kind of became like this running joke of like, who actually likes this? And then there's always a couple of people who are like me. I well, like it, it. And it. But it didn't really go anywhere. There was no payoff, right? right? Because no. like it was like it, it was only scratching the surface of a larger yeah. story. Yeah, it never well, got the- deep enough to actually have meaningful impact to the story in one game. And it just kind of broke up the action. It's like, mm-hmm. I just did this really cool thing. I'm ready to go do this next area and do this it's like oh i gotta go do this desmond part out of mm-hmm. the animus like it's like the mary like, jane stuff in spider-man oh my yeah. gosh and, and, like, and, i want to swing i don't want to hide behind a desk and like games need those those moments to breathe after yeah. a big moment and stuff like that but it, it just needs to be put in the game in the right spot mm-hmm. in the right locations at the right timing if you have it in there too much you're going to lose players attention they may bounce off the game if you have it in there not enough you don't give enough story it's really hard to hit that perfect middle ground for it so yeah hopefully they can do it with the, the next couple ones but we'll see how that works with the infinity mm-hmm. i don't know what they, i there's so many <laughs> I, I i've lost track of them infinity is the hub that, thing right the next few games are going to be 70 bucks no infinity is the yeah. is the hub the hub with all launcher. the lore and stuff mirage yeah. is next i believe uh hex and jade, jade and red and uh well so jade is not part of infinity right it's like a mobile game which i'm like 
I don't know how excited I am for a mobile game mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed. Like, yeah, they, Assassin's Creed itself has kind of been everywhere. But like when I read the notes on it and it's like built from the ground up to work with touch controls. And I'm like, uh, well, I mean, I think they're going with, I mean, they've seen what's happened with Apex and with Fortnite. And like, yeah. if you want a game with a 300 million install base, you got to yep. go to phones. Right. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, True. they also showed Rainbow Six Siege on mobile, which yeah. we can talk about in a minute. Like, if you want a gigantic audience, that's the way to go, right? right. I mean, like, all the biggest games in the world. PUBG, right? 350 yeah. million players. Fortnite. Whatever it is, yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. I If they allow controller support, then I'm, like, I'm super down. But Just, uh, Yeah, buy a backbone, dude. Yeah. I know. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> get, a back, get a backbone, dude. Oh, no, I have, I have one. I have one, and I really, really like it. You guys don't uh, realize this one you have to play in horizontal mode, or vertical. No. You have to play it vertical. <laughs> Miyamoto's going to come out, and he's like, you can play it with one hand. I hope not. <laughs> I will say I was, like, a, not necessarily f- fatigued on the Assassin's Creed stuff, but a little apathetic, and now I'm, I'm recharged a little bit. There's, like, yeah. some cool stuff I've been looking forward to there no i totally agree uh we are almost out of time we have one more segment left but we also have one more break left so we're gonna do that and we will be right back welcome back to podcast beyond we're almost out of time but something that i've noticed from the ubisoft and from the state of play is that we we've kind of got our fall 2022 roadmap right and it's it's not insane. <laughs> it's Call of Duty and God of War. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, uh, isn't Forspoken coming out? Nope. No, no it is. That's, that's, that's next year. Right. I, I, personally, I get Star Ocean, so I'm looking forward to Star Ocean, but yeah. that's October. And we have Skull and Bones. Gotham Knights. There's a yeah, couple. Gotham we have There's Gotham Knights. Stuff. We have Harvestella, which I'm personally very excited for. It was a demo today, so I'm very excited for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skull and Bones. We have 24 hours to play all of Skull and Bones because God of War Ragnarok's the next day. Right. So we, we have to just we have to burn through that. All night of that night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun <laughs> night on the ship. Yeah. yeah, no, what you're saying is that like this is we're in you know almost mid-September now. Nobody yeah. has snuck in any oh by the way, here's a surprise game you'll yeah. be playing. No, uh, I, th- I uh, this November. I like, think we're good. we I think have we the roadmap, which is which is kind of like Brian, you've been in the industry a long time. John, mm-hmm. Jada, I've been here seven years. The whole trend has always been with my time at IGN has been like fall is the busy time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not, not like, this it's, year. It's not. No. March is the busy time. And last year we saw a bit of this, right? Yeah. Where we were starting to hear, "Hey, the pandemic has changed how we make video games, and uh, it's taking a little longer." Yeah. And you know, on the business side, a lot of these companies, their financial year is actually March, where is the right. end of the year, and we're seeing the stuff getting pushed and cl- as close to that threshold of the end of March. Mm-hmm. But it's all come to a head this year, yeah. where there are so many games in Q1, mm-hmm. like. <laughs> A terrifying amount. Like, like <laughs> old, old, like, remember when November would have, like, 30 games yep. come out? Yeah. Yep. I mean, like, next year, between January and March, it's starting to feel like, a, you know, like, 20-odd years ago, I ran EGM, and, like, November was just, like, we just didn't sleep. Yeah. You know? And it was, mm-hmm. like, it was so many games would come out across all these platforms, and I think just PlayStation alone in Q1, mm-hmm. there's a ton. Yeah, we would call it, like, Christmas 2, basically. It's yeah. like, okay, well, that holiday season already happened, the fall games already happened, and then you roll into spring. Like, this year, we started, we kicked things off with, like, Elden Ring. Right. You know? Yep. And, and, Horizon. And, and Horizon. And Horizon. Horizon. West. Yeah. yeah. We were, like, a few months into the year, and I was like, I know my game of the year, and I'm going to put 100-something hours into it, you know? Well, and then there's just been, like, like I thought that this spring was insane, right? Because, like, you even had stuff like Tiny Tina and like mm-hmm. I forgot that game existed because yep. mm-hmm. like there was it got sandwiched into so many games because like you said a lot of fiscal years end in March so sometimes things kind of just 
get put out there. Uh, but yeah, I think this year's spring is nothing compared to next year's spring. So we have a list here. I, I when I read this number, I couldn't believe it. Are you mm-hmm. gonna read all of them? No, no, no. no. You should do it in speed a voice. Read. Can, really speed read. Can you do accents? I do not. I, I for one, not in front of all. Send of Send me the fine list, people. Mark, and I'll do a different for voice two. for each one. Do it in a Scottish accent, please. Um, fifty-six <laughs> games got delayed this year, which Ooh. I think is a record. Not delayed out of the year, but, but fifty-six just games when they have just were been originally delayed. going to come. Right, out. right. But we're gonna focus on PlayStation games that got delayed from twenty twenty that we were supposed to be playing this. Uh, fall and are now going to be playing next year. Uh, Suicide Squad. We yeah. were hyped to play that. But did in we ever really think that Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad were going to come out at the no. same time? No, I think that was kind of a like a yeah. bit of a misdirect from the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and they, I mean, they finally have shown a little bit more of that game. But I remember around the time of the delay. I think they hadn't really shown the big gameplay trailer yet, so no, it was still just like CGI stuff. And I'm like, they're like, it's delayed. And I'm like, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one is like, I firmly believe is like a marketing thing. Uh, for spoken, first oh it got God. delayed from May to October. I mm-hmm. could and not then- give less of a crap about this game. <laughs> oh be, my God. I am. So yeah. I had no interest whatsoever in this game when it first got shown off. It was very limited. Mm-hmm. But the last two gameplay trailers and sessions that they've shown off, I am all in on the Forspoken train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks fantastic. The gameplay looks so fast. It's got a, you know, you can check out our preview that Destin did, but it has like a DMC, like combo grading skill in there. There's tons of magic. Like the magic, it feels to me what Final Fantasy 15's magic wanted to be, but done better. Right. Um, and so I, I'm so excited for this because I love mages. I love magic in my games. I, this is, I hope this you're is right. Yeah, I hope you're right. <laughs> I, I hope you're I, I, am, I am all in. You can quote me on that internet. Uh, Forspoken like, is going to it's gonna be better than everybody expects. I feel like there's like a little bit of an identity crisis here because there's like... Oh, the marketing has been terrible. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think we yeah. all agree on that. But like the, uh, the, just the idea of like this, this is an, a New Yorker that gets powers and then a surfboard and there's like a Final Fantasy element and there's dragons and you're just kind of like what, huh? what is this? Where are we? Like this is a fusion restaurant that has stacked like one too many things on top of each other Brian, and you're like okay. You, Brian you know all game design is they have a, a dart board and yeah. they just throw darts and there's different things and like that's going in the game. It's like the Gremlins too. She movie. lives in New York like, and <laughs> dragons. Yeah. Alright now we're going to do that. Tons How of- do we do that? That's not my problem. New York, is, New York is easily the surfing capital of America obviously. <laughs> Uh, but this one was weird because in there, you know, it, it was supposed to come out in October, got delayed till January. And I remember their messaging behind it was like, we talked to partners and we moved it. And they basically said the game is done. So it seemed kind of markety. Right. Yeah, because like it was looking like Q4 was so crowded, they weren't going to be able to cut through, huh? Well, so what's funny about it is. <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy has a marketing deal with PlayStation, and it's like they both got delayed out of October, mm-hmm. and now Hogwarts Legacy is in February. So you're kind of like, is Forspoken just going to get delayed again? <laughs> right. I don't think so. But I, 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 my, my initial thought was, okay, between Call of Duty's marketing uh, deal and Hogwarts Legacy, they're moving Forspoken, and then Hogwarts got delayed. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't know why they delayed Forspoken then. Um, but yeah. Hogwarts Legacy, 
It is what it is. One very close to my heart. That was a deep apathy for Hogwarts Legacy there. <laughs> I just I, I can't get excited. I'm watching the gameplay and I'm like, again, I'm already I'm not a Harry Potter fan. I'm just not. But also, then why I watch the gameplay and I'm like, I don't understand what this game is. Also, are you telling me that the spells and the magic in Harry Potter look any better than Forspoken's magic? <laughs> like, like we're You're comparing the Forspoken fan. If here, we're I'm comparing just... the magic between the two, Forspoken wins hands down. Well, that's my thing. Like, magic. I've never cared about Harry Potter once or anything adjacent to it my brain shuts off the second yeah. any of that Same stuff here. shows up see my brain just shut off and <laughs> this is just like okay so you made a video game about like going around castles and doing spells and stuff like that yeah. cool first one of those that we've ever seen great mm -hmm. like if i if i want to play a game where you can do that i'll play a hundred other video games that are based on i don't know worlds and ips that i that i care Go about play dragon so. age yeah well to satiate the producers in my ear and brian altano who's <laughs> about yelling, to leap over this desk no. <laughs> <laughs> he's like i have a child at home i got the platinum and bloodborne and i can die happy that's all i needed <laughs> nice uh but yeah that's that's our post show that's our episode of beyond this week john jada that I it's felt Brian. like I was about to sing it's a Brian. song. Jingleheimer's <laughs> 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 exactly. Uh, Brian, we got Dan, we got Jober working in the uh, in the back. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. We will be back next week with more PlayStation stuff. I don't know. I'm playing the show yet, but we will be back. But until then, beyond. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.